Thank you so much for watching today with Marilyn and Sarah. We are delighted to spend some time with you today. And I know that the Holy Spirit has some really incredible things for you today. And I was praying about our time together. And, you know, I love this verse. It's like 2 Timothy 1, 7. It says, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I know many of you watching right now, um, there's fear in your heart. You're afraid of what's happening with your finances. You've been watching the news and you're concerned for our country. And, and there's some fear about that as it relates to the politics and all that stuff. Some of you are fearful because you have some health concerns and you've gone in for testing and you're concerned about the results of those tests. Some of you have fear because of some relational challenges, uh, fear in your marriage, you know, and fear, fear for your kids as well. Uh, you're afraid about some of the choices that they're making and, and you just, you have this fear in your heart. And we want to encourage you to hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you that God would give you a breakthrough on fear. Because again, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but instead power, love, and a sound mind. And in a few moments, we have a guest we'll be interviewing. You will love her. And she specifically speaks about a sound mind. And you might be watching right now and saying, you know, my mind doesn't feel sound. My mind feels kind of like a little bit unsettled. It feels anxious. It feels depressed, fearful. But this, this interview is going to really help you. And just to give you an encouraging testimony as we yes. finish today, Mom. Yes. You know, I read this story from Pam. I read this little quick testimony. She called for prayer. And mom, 15 minutes after receiving prayer, 15 minutes. <laughs> That's a speedy, I love fast speedy answer prayer. Oh, yeah. She was given the money that was owed to her. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You like those speedy prayers? I love speedy prayers, <laughs> but I love also speedy answers. Huh? <laughs> yeah. But if we don't get speedy, we get answers. Mm. So prayer brings answers. And that's wonderful. You know, I want to encourage you today also about the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2.16 helps me so much. It says we have the mind of Christ. It doesn't say we will have. It doesn't say we had. It says we have. And I believe as you watch this program, you know, you will see what the mind of Christ is for you today. And that's important to us because our mind can just go bananas back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But the mind of Christ is stable, keeps you stable. And as you hear the wisdom of this program, you're hearing the mind of Christ for your life. And that's so important because frothy thoughts, you know, fearful thoughts, anxious thoughts, depressed thoughts. But today is a victory breakthrough for you. Don't forget the mind of Christ. I have just returned from Egypt and I'm telling you that was one of the most supernatural times of my life. Literally shaking the Mideast with the Word of God and the power of God. But when I got home, oh, I got hit and I got hit in my knees so I'm not able to travel for two months and I need you to help me. Would you please help me at this time? Would you call today and sow a special seed? Because these two months, I have to be home, but my bills are still there. And I know you would be a blessing. You know how much I love what God has called me to do, and I believe He's called you to help me too. So call right now, sow a seed. In two months, hey, I'm gonna be out there more anointed, more, what can I say, more miraculous, than I've ever been, and I thank you for helping me.
So wonderful, wonderful, wonderful to have Julie Winter with us. Thank you for your time. Mm, so excited. I'm honored to be here. Yeah. Julie, I think you're something else because you really are where the rubber meets the road. And that's what we like. Thank you. And that's what you're going to share today. So we're excited to have you. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. For our audience, not everybody knows um, Julie Winter. So can you just give us like a quick little bi bi biography, like thumbnail? like A thumbnail sketch yep. of Julie Winter. Uh, I grew up in Southern California. I have a degree in nursing. I have a master's degree in nursing as well. I'm a family nurse practitioner, and I've been working in Redding, California with another physician for the last 16 or 17 years in family practice. So that's one, one of the hats I wear. I also serve on the board of, uh, as an elder of Bethel Church in Reading. If you've not heard of that, it's a large church in Reading and very active church, and that's an honor to be on that board. And then uh, just recently, I was elected by our city to be on the Reading City Council last November. So now I'm wearing that hat, that piece, as well as, a, as being a leader out in the marketplace of our city. So I've got lots of pans in the fire. And then I wrote a book. So, <laughs> right. And your book, Renew. What yes. an amazing book. Yes. Thank you. Love this Thank book. Yes. And Thank you. one of the things that's first, right out of the gate, the first chapter you talk about is joy. Mm -hmm. Why? Why do you start there? And what's the purpose? Why, why do we need to talk about joy? Joy is critical because joy joy should be our default emotion. It's the place we live from. We should wake up each morning with an expectation of actually feeling joy because the joy is the fruit of the Spirit and the Lord Himself is full of joy. The Lord is not anxious. He's not worried. He's not worried about what the future holds. And, and um, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So two-thirds of the kingdom is felt, as one of my friends Chris Valentin says. So joy is part of the kingdom. And joy is transferable, and it also is what sets us apart, and it makes us a fragrance to a dying world. And people want to understand how is it that you can be joyful, because we can be joyful in spite of the circumstances mm -hmm. around us, because joy is a choice. Mm -hmm. So start your day with joy. Yes, yes. That's I the, love that. That's where you wake up from. That's that expectation that something good is going to happen today. Because he lives in me, and he is full of joy. I want to tell you how I started my day this morning. I do this every morning. Uh, I make coffee. I like coffee first. Yes. And I say, good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. This is your beloved Marilyn. Because 42 times in, in over that, really, he calls you beloved. So I just call so myself good. what he calls me. So good. And I want to encourage you to get this book because this is really where you live. When I said this is where the rubber meets the road, joy is key, but how to use it? You can know it as a fact. But I love this book because it shows you how to have joy in your life every day when everything is a mess. You can have joy and joy can bring change. Don't you agree? This is a must book. And it's good. And one of the things, you, the subtitles here is Breaking Free from Negative Thinking, Anxiety, and Depression. Mm -hmm. So you might be watching today and you might have these struggles. You might have negative thinking. You might have anxiety and you're like, oh my goodness, I just feel anxious and fearful and stressed out. You might be depressed. I just strongly want to encourage you. You need to hop on the phone, get on the website, grab a couple of copies. And here's the thing. You and I, we both know people, boatloads of people who are 
anxious, depressed, and have negative thinking. So, of course, you not only want to get a copy for yourself, but you want to get a couple of copies for your friends and relatives that are struggling with these areas because this is a really essential resource, mm -hmm. really essential. As mm -hmm. I was reading through this, one of the things I love is you bring to this book not just the spiritual principles, but you bring to this as well because of your nursing, mm -hmm. practitioner, all that mm -hmm. stuff. You bring all of that. So what started you in this journey of, of blending all of that together? So as a, as a nurse practitioner, I, I, and I treat patients as a family practice setting, but a good chunk of my practice, 10 to 20% of my practice, is dealing with mood disorders, is with anxiety and depression, very, very common in family practice. And so people would come in and want to have... Um, they would make assumptions about the root cause of their anxiety or depression. Well, I just need to pray more. If I just prayed more, I, it would things would get better. Or I just need to do counseling. Or I just want medication. Don't send me to counseling. I just want medication. And so I would have to always have to backtrack and begin to look for the root. Because we are body. We have a physical body. We are our mind. We're, we're a, a, the, our soul, our thought processes, our, how we think, our personality. And then we are also spirit. We are also a spirit man. And so anxiety Anxiety or depression can be rooted in any of those three. If you have a lifestyle of sin, you're going to open yourself up to the demonic forces. The sin, that sin will bring oppressive forces into your, into your life and that will make you anxious or depressed. On the other hand, if your body is out of whack because of hormonal dysfunction or you've had brain trauma, something else is going on, chronic pain, those are all patients that have changes in brain chemistry. And so the brain is an organ like any other organ in the body, and if it doesn't make enough neurotransmitters, it can, be, it can become anxious or depressed. And so in the church, it's very, I, I find that people are often very reluctant to pursue treatment. They're very, they feel very shameful coming in, pursuing treatment, but they're at, they usually, when they see me, they're at the end of the rope. They've already tried, they've been to the healing rooms, they've tried counseling, they've tried prayer, and now they're just like, I don't know what to do, I'm just anxious, depressed. So when I start looking, I work them up for a physical cause, you know, and then I start looking at, okay, well, maybe, there, maybe there's really an imbalance going on with the neurotransmitters in your brain, and medication could be a real useful tool for you. And sometimes you start with lower, thing, uh, lower things on the spectrum. There are some herbal supplements and some dietary changes that can help with neurotransmitter function. But in moderate to severe depression, medication is indicated. And it can bring about the, the, the healing that that person needs, the, the balance. To be just like, it, kind of like diabetes, you know? And we understand that the pancreas is an organ and that sometimes damage is done to that organ and it no longer makes insulin. And we would never chastise somebody who had diabetes for taking their insulin. We wouldn't say, well, you don't have enough faith. You just need to go get more counseling. You just need to get more prayer. No, because we understand that the pancreas doesn't make insulin. But the truth, the same is true in the brain. Sometimes the brain does not make enough serotonin for whatever reason, through genetics, through damage, uh, hormonal dysfunction. There are reasons that the brain doesn't make enough um, of a chemical to bring about balance. And so medications can be very, very helpful, useful tool. Not in all situations, but in specific situations can bring about true healing. You know, Sarah, I think people watching this who are into anxiety, into depression, you know, we need, you need the book, but you also need prayer. And we don't counsel, but we love to pray for you. Mm -hmm. Why don't you pick up the phone and call us? And they will pray. And we pray the promise that goes with the problem. So, and this is a good time to ask for the book also. 
But I think anxiety, depression, those are big deals in our day. I'm shocked. I sit with people on planes. Well, how are you? Well, I'm depressed or I'm worried. All this is happening to me. So right. share some more on this because your book deals, I mean, you even draw, uh, you have questions to answer, but you also draw some visual things for us to see. Mm -hmm. And when mm -hmm. you go for what is the root, which is mm -hmm. what you're talking mm -hmm. about, that is very interesting because often I don't think we look for the root. Right, the root sure causes. That. And so then you're treating symptoms. So, you know, if you have a, a, a root, a patient that's coming in, like I had a patient that came in and he just wanted to have medication. But the more I talked to him, I realized he was struggling with a, a sin pattern. He was a believer, but he was struggling with a sin pattern of pornography. And so I could have given him medication. It would have maybe made his symptoms a little better, but it wouldn't have addressed the root, which was the pornography. And if you took that root of pornography even deeper, why do you crave, why do you want pornography? Well, it's because of some lies he believed about himself. So now you're taking it down deeper, deeper still to the root of the lies of what he believed about himself, um, that he was not fully forgiven, that he was just other things, he was not fully loved, those kinds of things. So it's important that you get to the root cause, otherwise you're just treating the, just treating the surface. And so um, I, I think that's really a critical piece of the book. And also um, in our minds, I, I see our minds as having sort of two trees that are always competing. I talk about this in the mind. We have the tree of faith and the tree of unbelief. And depending on, and one tree will always dominate the other. You, they don't grow well together. So the tree of faith is that tree that says, God is always good. God is in a good mood. God loves me all the time. He has good plans for me. Everything will work out in the end. And if you live with that dominant uh, worldview, God view, those, that's where you live from, then, um, things are going to go well for you. If you have that tree of unbelief, then that tree of unbelief doubts. Um, it's double-minded. It doubts the goodness of God. It might be able to, you might be able to say what God says, but you don't really believe it. Right. So that, you're not wholly vested into it. Right. Right. You know, when we come back, one of the things I want to talk about is thinking about that tree. But I encourage you, before we finish up just this little segment, hop on the phone, get on the website, get your book. Do you battle anxiety and depression? Are toxic thoughts stealing your joy? For your gift of $30 or more, we will send you Renew, Breaking Free from Negative Thinking, Anxiety and Depression by Julie Winter. So many people miss out on experiencing consistent joy in their lives because the toxic thoughts they embrace open doors to anxiety and depression. In Renew, you will learn how to take your thoughts captive and surrender them to Christ. Receive healing by releasing forgiveness. Sustain joy through a correct view of your identity in Christ. Break free from shame, guilt, and other strongholds that the enemy uses to keep you in bondage, and much more. We will also send you Marilyn and Sarah's two-CD teaching, Let It Go. This four-message set will help you learn how to find freedom from rejection, stress, and much more. And to encourage you on the go, we will include our Breaking Free Scripture card with encouragement from the Word to help you have victory every day. Call or click today for this valuable resource.
We were hearing a story, Julie, you were talking about this vision and, and this experience with yes. Jesus and Jesus taking you to the Father and then a gardener. So finish that. Yeah, so we had come up to the top of the hill and there's this beautiful castle and there's a, a slight man, kind of grizzled, uh, wearing some farmer's clothes with suspenders, standing at the door with a big smile, delighted to see us. And as he opened the door and we entered, I turned around and looked at him and he picked me up by my hands and swung me around in the entry like you would a small child. And I knew then that it was the Father. And he was so delighted to see me. Yes, he's holy, blindingly so, but he was at the door waiting for me, wanting, wanting to meet with me. That experience changed how I view the Father now. He is approachable. He's mm -hmm. waiting for me. He wants to play with me. He, he's waiting at the door for me to come. And that's how he is for all of our viewers. He wants to be with them. Mm -hmm. He, um, he wants you to join him in the presence. That that experience grounded so much truth in my mind about how much I'm loved, how how easy access I, I have to him. I am his child. I am a child of God. So that grounded my identity. It grounded his love in me. And so now I am not fearful of, no matter where I go, I know that the Father is crazy in love with me, always waiting That's to come good. to me. Nice. <laughs> He's crazy over you. He is. Crazy and love. Yeah. Crazy love. Yeah, he pursue us to the ends of the earth. He loves us. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's an identity, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. That he it loves is. you. And there's yeah. a chapter in here mm -hmm. on identity. Yeah, yes. and if you haven't gotten your copy of your book yet, get on the website. Uh, call right now. It would be super helpful. And remember, if you're struggling with anxiety or depression, we'd love to pray for you because we know that prayer is an essential ingredient um, for having joy in your life. But you did a chapter in here, I think it's chapter 10, on identity. Yes. And and why is that an issue? I think identity is, <laughs> is critical. There are so many of us yeah. that theoretically know that we are sons, that we are adopted in. And, you know, the word says that we've had been adopted in. We've been grafted into. We are royal heirs. And so we are royal children, but we often don't act like royal children. When I was a young child and I was baptized, I came in, I was baptized, I became a royal child of the Father. I was a princess, but I didn't know that, and I didn't act like one. But as a, as a true royal, you get to live in the castle with the king. You get to go knock on his door at any hour of the night. But many, many um, believers see themselves as more of the villagers. They, they see, may see the king wave at him in the distance, but they don't actually see themselves as having access. They, they're concerned with things like, how much food am I going to get? Am I going to be able to pay my bills? Royal children are more concerned with the father's business. What is, what, is, what is the Father's business? How is His kingdom expanding? And so I think it's really important that we get grounded in our identity. We are seated as uh, joint heirs with Christ. We are seated in heavenly places, not just in the days to come, but now. We, are, we have a royal position, and if we saw ourselves as royalty, we would behave much differently than we do. We wouldn't be worried about minor things. We would really be worried about, we'd be consumed with what is on God's heart, what is on his mind, what part of the kingdom does he want to advance today? I think false identity comes all our lives. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. there are people always telling you, you can't do it. Yep. You know, yep. you're not bright enough. You're not right. this. You're not that. And you have to absolutely renew right. that Jesus says you can do all things right. through Christ. You And, you know, from the very beginning of our lives, That's we correct. hear this kind of thing. Yes. So I love this book. I think it will be a great blessing to you about your identity, who Christ is in you. Can you do all things? He said you can. 
Do I think I can? Not always at all. Do people think I can? No, they don't. But I have to take what his word says over the words of what others right. are saying. That's why the book will help you. And, you know, I feel like someone is lying on a divan and saying, I'm depressed, I can't do anything. Would you call us? You know, we're not, we're not going to counsel you, but we are going to pray for you. And God is going to get you up and cause you to walk in a new identity. So please call in for prayer. This is very important. I saw you in the spirit. And God has something great for you beyond what you can imagine. You know, um, renewing your mind, thinking about it in terms not just spiritually, because that's, that's an important ingredient. But you discuss in here as well some of the psychological stuff in mm -hmm. terms even like, you know, general anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. And I read, you know, some of the mood struggles and mm -hmm. all that. And then you also talk about like the, the branches, the tree as a mm -hmm. tree and feeding those branches. So walk us through some of those just briefly. Uh, what, how, how can we manage and, and, and navigate to some of those things as well? So um, again, I, I, that's coming back to sort of that tree, that the trees in your mind, the tree of, of um, unbelief versus the tree of faith. And, and how you grow that tree. How you grow that tree, that tree of faith, is you wash your mind in the Word. And I, I give a lot of scriptures in, in here, but it's so important to wash your mind in the Word. The Word, um, the word is what really helps you develop faith. When I was going through a difficult crisis, I would take the Word, I would wash my mind in the Word. And, and that, that tree of faith now grows strong in me because of the crisis that I went through. I would take a scripture and I would camp on it. I might read it out loud 20 times. And I want to say it's so important to speak the word. We often read it with our eyes, but we don't speak it. And words create worlds. God spoke the world into existence. Our words, too, create worlds. And life and death is in the power of tongue. our tongue. It's so important. We can use it to curse, but we can also use it to create worlds of faith. And when we take the word and we read it out loud, out loud, it goes into a different pathway of our brain through our ears and it, it causes neural connectedness. So you're, you're reading it, you're hearing it, and you're, you're, you're really transforming your mind. So you might camp on a scripture 20 times until you feel the truth of the scripture transform you. I, I would do that. When I was not feeling faith, I would say, that, that's a scripture for me, but I don't feel it. I read it out loud and I would shout it. I would read it out loud 20 times until it would resonate in my spirit and then now my spirit um, was in control and I think that's the other piece too is to make sure that your spirit man is leading your soul oftentimes it's our soul our feelings being leading the spirit and the spirits the leader and the, the soul is a better follower mm -hmm. so I'll you see it you, you speak, speak it, it and you hear it uh, yes it yes gets you Yep. And I was reading just yesterday uh, Romans 10 verse 17 faith comes by hearing Yes. <laughs> and yes. hearing by, by the word of God. God. Yes. And if you read the preceding verses, how can they call on him whom they haven't heard or haven't believed or, you know, and it's all this like kind of progression and it all starts with hearing the word of God. Mm -hmm. And so how do you hear it if you don't speak it? Yes. Right. So I think that's just, just so helpful. Can you briefly give us just one, like a patient, example of a patient just shortly uh, that's really come through. You've seen God really use these principles to bring a transformation. Yes. So um, I, I had a young man that came into, uh, he came to Bethel, came to the school of ministry and was really struggling in that first year and had uh, lots of anxiety and depression that went, all, that went all the way back. And as he was um, 
sharing with me, he was considering medication. I said, you know, I, I don't really think medication's the key for you right now. I feel like you need to go in and do some sozo some mm -hmm. sozo counseling because his real issue as I started talking to him was about identity. So he saw a sozo prayer counselor and in those sozo prayer sessions they really asked the Holy Spirit to take you down and ask what is the lie? And so some key foundational lies about his identity came up and he got set free. He came back wow. to see me six weeks later, completely transformed, awesome. um, mood disorder gone. I had the same, similar thing happen with a woman who had been nice. on medication for 20 years. Nice. She wanted me to take off her meds after so. And I was like, I don't know. You've been right. on them 20 years. But she convinced me. That's and awesome. She's free. Totally good. Totally <laughs> good. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure you grab your copy, Renew Breaking Free from Negative Thinking, Anxiety, and Depression. Grab several copies. It'll change your life. Do you battle anxiety and depression? Are toxic thoughts stealing your joy? For your gift of $30 or more, we will send you Renew, Breaking Free from Negative Thinking, Anxiety and Depression by Julie Winter. So many people miss out on experiencing consistent joy in their lives because the toxic thoughts they embrace open doors to anxiety and depression. In Renew, you will learn how to take your thoughts captive and surrender them to Christ. Receive healing by releasing forgiveness. Sustain joy through a correct view of your identity in Christ. Break free from shame, guilt, and other strongholds that the enemy uses to keep you in bondage, and much more. We will also send you Marilyn and Sarah's two-CD teaching, Let It Go. This four-message set will help you learn how to find freedom from rejection, stress, and much more. And to encourage you on the go, we will include our Breaking Free Scripture card with encouragement from the Word to help you have victory every day. Call or click today for this valuable resource. I know that many of you watching this, it stirs up things in you. You think, yeah, anxiety, yeah, depression, yeah, identity, yeah, failure. And Sarah and I are so happy Julie Winter is here with us. And so we've asked her if she would just pray with you. So I'm going to ask you to do something while she prays for you. Would you just put your hand on your heart? Because Jesus loves to do heart healing. So please, Julie, right. pray. I'd be glad to. Papa, we just love you. We thank you for your goodness to us and mm -hmm. that you are always good. Thank you that joy lives in us through you. Mm. And that we and we want to be a fragrance to a dying world. And so, Lord, I ask that you would just reach out to everyone watching this program. Those of you who are struggling with anxiety and depression, the Lord sees you. He knows you. And, and it is not too difficult for him. Papa, I pray you would come and bring um, joy. I pray that you would break off the lies. And I pray that you would just bring peace to people. Lord, I pray that there would be tremendous renewing of the mind, that people would come to know you more, that they would wash their minds in the word, and that joy would fill their hearts. I pray that you would break off um, any designs of the enemy, Lord, and that your kingdom would be manifested in a beautiful way. Amen. Amen. So good. Thank you for watching. Thank you for receiving. Thank you for loving Jesus. And most of all, most of all, we thank him for loving us so much.